yum nub. He chopped the yum nub. Hello and welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Matt, and you have failed me for the last time. And I'm Jamie, and I fought by her side from the Battle of Christophsis to the Siege of Mandalore. And a friend of hers is a friend of mine. Nice. That's a. I need. I should start doing Clone Wars quotes. Very good quote. Yeah. I kind of stumbled on it on accident. I was like, oh, that's perfect. So today we are going to start our coverage of the canon Clone Wars series called The Clone Wars. We're starting, we're going to do them in chronological order, the in-universe chronological order, but we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And so today we'll cover season two, episode 16, Cat and Mouse, which is the first episode in the in-universe chronological order. But before we do that, I thought we could do our usual thing and just ask each other if we did any star wars this week for me no other than recording the um the book of boba fett wrap up i have not done a whole lot of star wars watching thought thought about it a lot because i'm a loser but yet nothing nothing out of the ordinary you know just talking with you and like what watching the big game in hopes that there is a, a kenobi trailer and got no luck on that but did we saw see a cool Doctor Strange one, so that was... We saw a goat in a stormtrooper uniform. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I guess that's as good as you're going to get. But yeah, no, not nothing for me. How about you? I didn't do a whole lot. I started watching Empire and got to about halfway and stopped just because I was squeezing in, in between other things. Right, and we talked about Book of Boba Fett recording... I'm still working my way through Midnight Horizon, I'm, which is the young adult, the last young adult phase one High Republic novel, and it's from yeah. Daniel Jose Older. Um, still working through that. It's still good. It's not not been my favorite, but it's there's a lot of stuff to like in it, and some inter- yeah, I, interesting stuff. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I am working through that, too. It's very young adult, more than some of the other young adult books that, that they've put out. But um, yeah, it's not terrible. It's not my favorite, but I, I'm enjoying it. There's some there's some interesting stuff in it for certain. Yeah. So in my my birthday is next week, and I told my wife that if the kids wanted to get me a gift, they could get me Art of Mandalorian season two. Those big art of books I collect. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's highly likely I'm getting that. So I'll report back if the kids follow through and get me that, or if uh, if they failed in their task. Yeah. <laughs> they have failed me for the last time. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're out of the will. <laughs> All of this debt could someday be theirs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna just be nice, or else you're gonna end up like the the Menendez uh, and the. They're going to end up like the Menendez brothers. You're going to end up on the wrong side of a blaster. If you don't start making more sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. You already put me in a home. Then we'll put you in a crooked home we saw in 60 minutes. I'll be good. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that everyone is sort of waiting for in the Star Wars world right now is news about Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And and there's rumors, and all so far, basically all the rumors have been true. Um, maybe we can talk about this on a later episode, but I do want to ask you two things that have come out recently about Kenobi. One is, not too surprising, it's that John Williams is going to compose part of the score. Excellent. 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty good news. And this has been confirmed. And he, you can recall that he did this for Solo. He worked with the composer for Solo and composed some of those themes with him. So I think it's going to be a similar thing where he's not actually going to be like the head composer, but basically a important consultant. So it, so it has a little bit of that Star Wars feel. Yeah, I think uh, I think they've done a great job with the non non Williams score so far, but mm-hmm. it's good to have him participating. The Mandalorian stuff by Ludwig is just incredible, but it's completely a different style. It still fits. Mm-hmm. So then the other thing that is that was circulating today, and I do want to get your opinion here, is somebody leaked that Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi have two separate duels in the six-episode run. And let's assume for the purposes of our discussion that this is true. Do you have any opinion about this? If that's true, Obi-Wan's got to beat the shit out of him both times. Because he he specifically says, when I left you, I was the learner, but I now I am the master. So here's, um, here's my thought. One of them could be a vision or a dream. Like like a meditation that Vader's having about facing off with Obi Wan Kenobi and and really ripping him up, mm-hmm. and that would count as a duel or a fight. We know the Inquisitor has been cast, so I'm curious if we're going to see him with a lightsaber on screen. Presumably, right? They have to, right? Yeah. And then these these Vader duels, and so we'll see. It could be a lightsaber heavy show. I do, I do like that. No. Th- so thinking about the quote, I guess it doesn't mean that when he says, I left you, when I left you, I was with the learner. So he could still, they could still have fought in between there, in, in between um, him um, fucking Anakin up and then him sacrificing himself so Luke could escape. I'm hoping they, they kind of like a way, that, how, to, how to say this, the issue of Obi-Wan Kenobi calling him Darth and not Vader or Darth Vader or are calling him Anakin. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to address this. If, like, maybe, I don't know, that they, they establish in this series that we're reviewing now, Clone Wars, that they do understand how the Sith ranks work. And it's not like they know who Darth Sidious is. They know who Darth Maul is. And so it's weird that he would call him Darth unless he... Unless he sees it as like an insult. Okay, how about this? If there, okay, if there is truly one, maybe like there's like a one vision, one one like real one. He he, you know, he's like and just pretty much like Anakin. Why are you doing this? Or just keeps on calling him Anakin, and it just enrages Vader being called Anakin. And so the so when they meet in A New Hope, he calls him Darth. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah I don't really, you're Anakin to me, but you're not Darth Vader. It's just a way of kind of like mocking him. Or, yeah, I think that would be fun. But also it could be if, if Obi-Wan is still conflicted about what's happened, he might think he can reach Anakin and this series might establish that he can't. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't call him Anakin anymore because it's not Anakin to him anymore. It's his thing. It's his Darth. It's fun to think about. Well, we're going to get it in, let's see, March, April, May. Three months? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to be... I think, how many episodes is it? Six. Yeah, so, like, for, like, one of those one of those episodes, like, I'm going to be, like... <laughs> I'm going to be at a Boy Scout camp, so I'm going to, like... I have to go. 
<laughs> they'll just be like hiding out in a tent watching it yeah like, you you got to figure out a way to watch it because i'm not gonna be able to not talk about it i don't care if you're like <laughs> we're making making baskets with weebelows we're gonna talk about it <laughs> yeah there's no weebelows in cub scouts or in boy scouts that's cub scouts but whatever my bad i'm sorry yeah you should feel bad <laughs> i do your jokes are bad you should feel bad all right do you want to move on to the episode review i do All right, so as we stated before, we're going to do Season 2, Episode 18, Cat and Mouse, because it's the first episode in the continuity of the Star Wars universe. It was originally aired on March 26, 2020. All of these episodes are around 24 minutes long, so I'm not going to give the run times. They're all about that. The episode was directed by Kyle Dunlevy. Kyle Dunlevy directed about 24 episodes of Clone Wars. And it was written by Brian Larson and Drew Z. Greenberg. These guys both are staff writers. They wrote about a dozen episodes each, or are accredited with writing about a dozen episodes each. I'm going to do some deep dives into the into the cast on future episodes, like I did for Visions and for Bad Batch. But today's cast is pretty standard. We have all of the, we have basically Anakin, Obi Wan, the Battle Droid, and the announcer. And Wolf Yularen, who are the same actor, and so we'll we'll get into the cast. But there's nobody, there's nobody that's there's no guest stars. I'll put it that way. This one, this is your basic mm-hmm. standard cast. And so we're gonna get tons of time to talk about Matt Lantern and and all of the all of the regular like Philomar. Like these guys are in hundreds of episodes, and so we're gonna get plenty of time to talk about them. So right up top, I wanna I wanna talk about how the show was produced, and why the episodes are out of order. This is a strategy that was dropped by Lucasfilm after the third season, pretty much. But uh, the... So the original concept of this show was just a serial war stories from the Clone Wars. There was not going to be an overarching plot. There was not going to be much connective tissue in between them. They would just reference other episodes, and it didn't. The order didn't match. They they sketched out pretty thoroughly a timeline for the war with battle to battle, but they didn't have a lot of desire to string together a coherent story. That that strategy was met with confusion and anger from the fan community because. There are, in the first season, there's a huge run of episodes that all are consistent. So basically episode 1 through episode 15 are in a logical canon order. And then episode 16 is a prequel to all of those. And then this Mm -hmm. was the pattern that they were establishing. And when that episode came out, people were confused and angry. Like, Like, we don't understand what's happening. We already met these characters. And now they're back in training and all this other crap. And so yeah. then, and then season two was worse. Like one, two, and three were in order, and then seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen were prequels to four, five, and six, and so on, and so on, and so on. And then after that, people started putting together timelines, and there were websites dedicated to figuring out the Clone Wars continuity. And then season three was the last time they really 
tried it and then they started slotting in like really really figuring out what their plan was there and after season three everything's in order i think what they what what they were trying to do is fine and but i see why it would be confusing to an audience to be jumping around in the timeline so much especially when you're establishing these characters and giving them huge arcs and growth and then you'll be like and then Three months ago, we had this episode, and there's no effort in the episodes themselves to establish where they are in time, other mm-hmm. other than referencing like the Battle of Malastare Straits. But if you don't know when that was, it's not helpful. You just know that that happened before this. And so, StarWars.com has released the watching order of the episodes, and we're using that order. And there's a link that we can put in our social media, and I put it on our Twitter today, for the episode order. And since StarWars.com is recommending this order, we're going to follow this order. It makes more sense from a story point of view. And Clone Wars has been completed all the way to the Battle of Mandalore. And so now we can watch the whole thing as a chunk and not worry about them putting in an episode that's going to take place in between episode 301 and 303, right? So, I mean, season three, episode one, and season three, episode three. So I'm just going to put on our Twitter feed, and we're going to mention at the end of every episode what our next episode is. And so today, we're focused on season two, episode 16, Cat and Mouse. Anything you want to add before we lead in? I would just say, I was just super excited, and I told you this today, that like, it's hard to stop watching these because it's been a while since I've really just kind of dug in and I just forget how good they are. So I just, I watched, I, I watched two and then I like, I had to stop because it's like, I, I've, well, you kept going. Yeah. Just cause it's, I don't know. I, I enjoy it so much more than visions and it's just such a, it's, there's, there's so many of them. It's just, I don't know. It's just all so good. And it's, and it's been an, long enough for me with a lot of these that it's like seeing them for the first time again. Yeah, so there are 133 episodes of this show. And so we're going to be doing this. For so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm also very excited and I'm excited that you're excited. And there's a lot of these I haven't seen in years. And so I'm very, very excited to dig down and uh, talk about them. We've got a lot to talk about. So we should probably get going, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So every single show opens up with a message, like a, like a look billboard message and i do want to spend a little time at the end talking about whether or not these billboard messages make sense for the episodes they're attached to but today's is a wise leader knows when to follow so separatist ships have blockaded the planet of christophsis bail organa is on the surface and he needs relief ularan and anakin are in orbit uh, and they're trying to break this blockade. So there's all these, like, droid control ships around the planet. Anakin and Yularen are trying to rescue the Senator, but they need reinforcements, and they're waiting around for Obi-Wan. The Separatist lead ship um, starts bearing down on them, trying to drive them back toward the moon. On the bridge of the Separatist lead ship, we see Trench, um, Admiral Trench, who is a harch. A harch is a species in Star Wars. It sort of looks like a tarantula. He... His character design is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I think this is the very first episode I ever saw because it just happened to be on when my wife and I were watching TV just because I was like, oh, this seems kind of cool. This is, this is Clone Wars, right? And she's just like, oh, Star Wars, no. I immediately changed the channel. <laughs> like, that Captain Sword looks like a big tarantula. 
<laughs> so Trench Trench says he will destroy this fleet. The Republic ships are taking a lot of damage. I really like how the damage is conveyed in this episode. And Anakin orders his cruiser to full power, and he's going to blow right past the lead ship who's doing the attacking. Before they can do that, Obi-Wan's cruiser drops out of hyperspace behind them, and Obi-Wan gets on the horn and tells Anakin... Well, Obi-Wan gets the report that Anakin has already engaged the enemy, despite being told to hold off. Obi-Wan calls him and says he needs to withdraw. He has a new toy that could be useful. Anakin doesn't like this, but he does retreat to behind the moon with, with the rest of the ships, and Trench does not pursue. Trench says that his orders are to maintain the blockade, and that's what they're going to do. The, the point of the blockade is to prevent reinforcements and supplies from getting down to the planet's surface because Christophsis is going to fall, and the Separatists will take control of it. This is one of the things I've never quite understood with Star Wars is that it's three di- space is three dimensions that like that they kind of like the, a blockade they can say that they're blockading a planet by like having ships right where like the like where the hyperspace lanes are so like people can't approach the planet from the other side because if they're if they're coming through hyperspace they have to be they can only like uh, hyperspace is kind of like a highway where you you can only get off at certain spots and so they just park the ships where the the ships would be coming out of hyperspace. Am I am I, am I explaining that right? Is that is that correct? And yeah, I so all the ships are lined up basically on the equator of the planet. I mean, the orientation that we're looking at them, they look like they're lined up on the equator. I think your explanation is is correct, but this is sort of a willing suspension of disbelief. Like I I just give them the benefit of the doubt that this is an effective strategy. Because we saw it in the Phantom Menace too, mm-hmm. right? Where they blockaded Naboo. Um, well, and Empire Strikes Back too, and well, just just a lot of things like because it, it just be, seems like so much easier. Like, oh, we can't get through them, so let's just go around the planet and then go in the atmosphere and then just fly through the atmosphere. But like you said, at a certain point, just suspension, yeah, suspension of disbelief, because or else you're not going to have any fun. Um, so Anakin takes a shuttle over to Obi-Wan's cruiser and asks him about the new weapon. Obi-Wan shows him a cloaked ship. No ship that small has a cloaking device. They call this the stealth ship. They don't have any other name for it, um, but I think we can probably talk about what the ship actually is in our discussion. Yeah. Anakin wants to use it to sneak attack the fleet in orbit, but Obi-Wan tells him that he needs to use the ship to deliver supplies to the surface. Anakin, of course, hates this plan. Are you going to say anything about the ship? Yes, though it it um, hadn't been it hadn't been these like comics and like the book hadn't come out yet. This ship is a precursor to Tarkin's ship, the Carrion Spike. They're like almost identical. Just just it looks like a big long spear. Yeah, it looks like a a dart or a spear. And again, they refer to this ship ship as a prototype. And then in the book, Tarkin, like you just said, Tarkin uses this design for his own yacht and then read the Tarkin book everybody the ship gets stolen by terrorists and it's used in a bunch of terrorist attacks and then it shows up in the Poe Dameron comics too doesn't it yeah um well, I can't think of the, the guy's name or Terex it's Terex yeah, yeah. Terex he's a he's a former stormtrooper agent for the first order and that's his the Carrion Spike is now like his ship. Like they've, I think they found it 
uh, when he was still a stormtrooper, and then he just like he stole it from the, the people who he was with. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I think there was some sort of betrayal, but yeah, he he laid claim to it because it was just like sitting, kind of like Boba Fett's ship. It was just kind of sitting in a dock in the parking yeah, garage, covered used. in yeah, covered in bird shit and parking tickets. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this this is a great little detail here that that this ship design was carried forward in the novels and novels and canon comic books in the Disney era. And I love it. I love this little little detail. So Yularen is sort of examining the battle footage from their blockade battle right before Obi-Wan got there. And he learns that Trench is the commander of the lead ship. The lead ship is actually painted up to look like a tarantula. And he tells the clone to hold Anakin's departure. Yularen briefs Anakin about Admiral Trench, who is believed to be killed at the Battle of Malastare Narrows. But just like in Star Wars, unless you see their body being eaten by wolves, they're probably um, not dead. Yeah, and bringing uh, back a familiar name, uh, Malastare. Yeah, that's where the Rayes are from. Rayes, the the three-eyed goat. I don't know their their species, but Reyes was the action figure from the Kinner line with the three-eyed goat. Those guys are from Malastare. Wasn't there one of one of the people uh, from Episode One? Wasn't one of the one of the people who was nominated to become Supreme Chancellor from Malastare? Yeah, Malastare is a wealthy planet that has a ton of fuel reserves. At least that that was in the Darth Plagueis novel, which I know is not canon. But they're they have a political rivalry with Naboo, and so yeah, Malastare was trying to threw their hat in the ring to get ahead of Palpatine from getting it. Should have tried harder. Should have tried harder. Different galaxy. Yularen tells Anakin that at Malastare, Malastare, Admiral Trump wiped out almost an entire fleet. Anakin says they've been ordered to not engage Trench, but to deliver supplies, so not to worry. Mularen decided to come along for the ride, believing Trench will not sit back and watch, but rather attack them directly. The crew of the stealth ship is a bunch of clones, so we meet two clones. And so I think we're going to track the names of clones throughout the series, if we can. One CT-1284 introduces himself as Spark to the, what I believe is the commander of the clones um, whose name there's an unidentified stealth ship pilot sort of in a black suit black white suit it's pretty cool and then there's at least three other clones that are not named on board we see them in a couple shots anakin and ular are the only other people on board that we see outside of these six clones so the ship launches from the bay and it cloaks anakin pilots the ship to the command vessel can we just talk about their helmets for just a minute yeah go for it their helmets are I'm trying to find where I've seen it other than Tech's helmet. They have like hexagons on the side of their helmets. Any of the other pilots don't have any other pilot helmets don't have that that style of helmet. I can't think of anywhere else that I've seen. What's the detail on the helmet? It on the sides of it has like hexagons. Like have you seen oh, think right. of Tech's helmet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a new that is a different helmet design over the ear. So the so the cultural touch point of this episode is sort of like a submarine movie. They are very much in a submarine, and they're sort of surfacing and unsurf and diving to um, avoid a detection by by trench. 
here. And so there's a lot of submarine silent running sort of talk from here on out. So Anakin pilots the ship to the command vessel. He passes very close. They clearly cannot detect the ship. They pass right by. Trench and the tactical droid are doing some analysis, and they don't understand why the Republic isn't attacking them, because the forces on Christophsis are about to, to collapse. The tactical droid says they have maybe a day left before they can take the whole planet. Trench thinks that they're not providing enough incentive, and so he orders a bombing run against Organa's position. He sends out the hyena droids. About a dozen droids leave the hangar and fly toward the planet. In between the command ship and the planet is now the stealth ship, though. And so all of these droid fighters are flying directly at the stealth ship, and they can't tell if they've been detected or not. They decide to risk it and not turn to attack, but rather stay cloaked, and all of these bombers fly right by them. So the bombers go down and bomb the surface. Bail Organa sends a message to Obi-Wan saying... Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Star Wars does that a lot, where they'll, they'll model people's, the way people talk after original trilogy lines. Yeah, this is, this is very obviously a quote of mm-hmm. Leia, and it's very, it's very well placed and very well, it fits perfectly into what's happening, and so it's, it's a fun reference. It's not fan service. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan contacts Anakin and says he will attack Trench and Anakin needs to complete the mission. Anakin Anakin and Obi-Wan argue. Anakin orders the torpedoes armed. The stealth ship turns to attack Trench's command ship. Surprising no one, Anakin is going to attack. Trench is still confused why the Republic hasn't answered his attack. All of a sudden, Anakin uncloaks and fires for torpedoes. Trench sees the torpedoes and activates the shields. The torpedoes are detonated on the surface of the shield. Trench attacks back. Anakin recloaks and evades the laser. So now the battle is occurring in earnest. Anakin basically wants Trench focused on him and not doing bombing runs against Bale's position, and Anakin thinks he can outmaneuver them. But I think because of how well he evades the laser barrage... Trench figures out that he's a Jedi. Trench broadcasts on an open frequency. The message he's broadcasting is thanking the Jedi for engaging with him. And then he basically lays out his plan like a supervillain. Trench says he's fought a cloak ship before and he knows how to defeat them. And he claims the people of the of Christophsis will join the Separatists after he destroys the cloak ship. Obi-Wan does some research and finds out that Trench has defeated cloak ships using programmable torpedoes. And Anakin thinks that he might be using the magnetic signature of the ship to lock on, lock the torpedoes to. This is a little techie tech, like tech babble. Yeah, this is a Star Wars waving of the hands. Yeah. Um, Reverse the polarity on the something or other to make it work, which is fine. I don't personally. So Anakin decloaks and fires on Trench again, and then cloaks again. Trench, Trench tells the droids to lock on to the magnetic signature. Trench orders the droids to program a torpedo to target that magnetic signature. The droid reminds Trench that they cannot fire with their shields up, and so he orders the shields down, and then they fire these new torpedoes. Anakin turns the ship back toward Trench, and the torpedoes are closing, being locked onto the magnetic signature, so they know that the torpedoes are tracking them. The tactical droid warns Trench that the cloaked ship is coming right at them, 
being chased by the torpedoes. Anakin drops the cloak to get more speed. Trench orders the shields up, but the droid tells him that they can't raise the shields until the shield generator is done cycling. Anakin drags the stealth ship across the hull of the command ship, and all the torpedoes impact the command ship instead of the cloaked ship, destroying it. Yeah. This reminded me very much of, which this is funny to say, is Galaxy Quest, where, spoiler alert for a 20-plus-year-old movie, that how they defeat the bad guy is that they go into a minefield, and they're, they're magnetic mines. So they're dragging all these magnetic mines behind them, and then they just go, they pretty much just like strafe the enemy ship, and then the magnets, just all the magnetic mines go hit the enemy ship and destroy it. Well, thanks for ruining that movie for me. I actually worked in a movie theater when that was in theaters, and I found a complete set of women's underwear in a movie theater that that was playing that movie when I was cleaning up once. Did, Did you find like a box of... Or a thing of popcorn with a, like a hole in the bottom. I didn't know. What, I didn't know what to do with it, so I put them in the lost and found. And someone came back just, and claimed them. Seriously? Yes. It must have been nice underwear. <laughs> I'd be too embarrassed. It was the theater. It was the theater in Tempe, near campus. <laughs> oh, the 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 the, the kind of just the like the one that only has like one theater, or what like. One one screen? No, it was a big, nice one. Oh, the, um, the Harkins? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I worked there for about a year. So, yeah. That was the best I thing can, I ever found. I can imagine going to your like your manager, like, Mr. Mister Smith, I found these. <laughs> and he's just like, looking, what, what, what? Yeah. That reminds me when you said that you'd worked at the library and you, you'd find, like, used condoms. And then I asked All the you, time. you <laughs> then I asked you how how would a used condom look like? And everybody had a good laugh at your expense. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I that that library, like like school like every school, university, college that I've been to uh, been to, the library like a certain parts of the library all smell the same. It smells like I don't know if it's the cleaner, it's like 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 certain like really like old stadiums will have this smell too, and maybe it's just the cleaner, maybe it's just the I don't know the stone or the old like fixtures, but they all smell exactly the same. It's so weird. So I I can't imagine like 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 wanting to have sex in there. I don't know. We had those we had those private study rooms in the back on the, the sub basement of the central library. And there was always sex happening in those rooms. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> it was nightly. You would you would catch somebody. Like, are you enjoying those periodicals? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Anakin races the ship down to the planet's surface. Obi Wan congratulates Anakin, and Anakin delivers the materials to Bail. Bail thanks Anakin. Blackout thanks Spark. And you, Lauren, and Anakin have a bro moment. The end. All right, so let's let's pretend like this is the first episode in the series, rather than like the thirtieth episode someone's seen. So, did you like it, and do you think it's a good episode to start the Clone Wars with? Yeah, I think it, it's it's a, it's a good episode. It it kind of shows Anakin is still very independent and just does whatever he wants to do, and it showed like the. 
it brought in like a brand new like alien and trench and just I don't know I, I thought it was great and like you said like it didn't I didn't think about it but kind of like the submarine like this like the submarine movie sort of uh vibe to it where they've got to like are they being there's the moment like where they're like like the bombers are coming towards them they're like like oh man are do they detect us do they detect us and so they're just kind of like sitting in pins and needles and you know until they're passed by you know overall i thought it was i thought it was great anakin was a bit shitty to obi-wan but i i think that was like that's i mean that's kind of a that's kind of like their thing where he obi-wan says one thing and anakin's just like oh i didn't hear that <laughs> And turns off the the radio and then just goes does whatever he wants, usually with success. Yeah, I, I like I like that it's establishing their dynamic of the O Anakin, Obi Wan, and Anakin basically pushing the envelope all the time, reckless but successfully, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's I think it's good. The whole submarine thing I think is good from a theme. I like the idea of. Like we've talked about this, like in our private text conversations, about like, like you could do any genre in Star Wars. You could have a Star Wars rom com, or a Star Wars film noir, or even like a Ken Burns like Star Wars documentary of something in their universe. And so I, I like oh, the, that is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like. I would love to watch a Ken Burns style documentary of a Star Wars subject. Oh man, and they should get Ken Burns to do it. <laughs> that, or like they call him like Ben Kearns or something like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Star Wars translates to just about like every awesome thing. So like yeah, submarine movie on Star Wars, no problem. They they do something like it's similar. They do something similar in later seasons when they're like stuck in like a life pod. Yeah, that's a great episode. I can't wait for that. That actually comes up pretty fast. Yeah, that's that's actually like in five weeks. But that's a great, great episode. So just just I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's it's a fine place to start. You're establishing a lot. This is obviously pre Ahsoka mm-hmm. too, and so so you're sort of seeing them their dynamic without her present and how that's going to inform things moving forward. Yeah. So overall, I thought it was a very solid episode. Yeah, me too. There's a couple things that a couple things in sort of the background research I did on the episode that I thought might be fun to bring up. Okay. When Ularan is researching Trench, some of the Arabesh writing on the screen suggests that Trench is somehow associated with something called the Brotherhood of Darkness, which is another name for the Sith Empire. So the Wikipedia page for the Brotherhood of Darkness said also known as the Sith Brotherhood, the Sith Empire, or the Sith Army. And it, it goes back to Bane somehow. So it's something that's some some legacy thing from the Bane Bane's time. And it is listed the Wikipedia page lists it as being mentioned in Cat and Mouse on a data screen. And the data screen is the background on Trench. So somehow Trench is affiliated either in the past or currently he's aware that he's working for a Sith Lord based on based on the data that the Republic had on them. And then the other thing that I found in my research was the Battle of Malastare Narrows, which doesn't appear in any other material other than this episode, but there's quite a lot written about it in Wikipedia, including that it was a battle led by a Jedi named Kep Shi, who was a commander 
in the Galactic Task Force. And this is a pre-Clone Wars battle, but it was one of the battles that led up to the Clone Wars. So Interesting. Yeah. And, and I there's not a whole lot known about it, but Jedi Master Kep Shi is the Jedi who led the task force. And so I thought that was that was a fun detail as well. Yeah, very yeah, very cool. So the looking at the harsh are genetic genetic cousins of the Aqualish. Oh, I did not look into the harsh because I'm pretty sure he's the only one that we ever see. But that would be cool if they're related to the Aqualish. And the Aqualish is so freaky looking. For for those who don't know, Pando Baba, aka Walrus Man, is a Aqualish. There's also um, a ton of them in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That's pretty much it for my research. So if you want to move on to the rating, we can do that. All right. So all right. So now is the time where we rate an episode. How we rate an episode is we rank it by Star Wars character. A really great episode would have an original trilogy character, such a <clears throat> sorry, such as a Han, Luke, Leia, Darth Vader, Chewbacca, etc. And a really bad episode would be like that Aqualish Somalier from that Canto Bite book. <laughs> oh, I'm going to reread that book. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it would annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out this book is really good. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll listen to it again. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just saying that to fuck with you. All right, so Matt, what do you what do you give this episode? I'm going to give this episode an Embo, who is a char- Embo character we will meet in a future episode of Clone Wars. He's a bounty hunter with a he uses his hat as a weapon. He's got like one of those like conical like, hats, kind of like, like an odd job, except it's not a bowler hat. Cool. All right. Well, I'll give this one a cut. Cut Queen? Cut Queen, Yep. Nice. The, um, the clone. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. It was good. Not like the greatest, but it was good. Good, solid start. Yeah. That's why I picked mine. It's not a main not a main character, but it is a solid and interesting start to a 133-episode series. All right. So you want to tell them what we're going to do next time? So please join us again next week where we'll be going over episode 116, The Hidden Enemy. That's uh, season one, episode 16. All right. Thanks for listening. No, we're glad that anybody's listening. Be sure to give us a uh, five-star rating on whatever podcast app you use and uh, tell a friend who's uh, into Star Wars about uh, the podcast. And if you think we stunk, well, then tell somebody you really don't like about it and uh, ruin their day. So until next time, this is Matt and Janie signing off. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of Yub Nub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, Please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at noochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only.